0: start until uh, or. tonight I've selected mm. to drink out of my wheel and chill stein nice I've yet to use mine uh, is that a wheel of chill wheel and chill stein or a wheel and chill stein
1: um it's it's
0: copy that hi how's everybody doing tonight We're the Black Tower podcast. We (laughs) are a Wheel of Time podcast. You have stumbled onto our show either intentionally or by accident, and we are going to inject you with madness, taint, and of course, as always, knowledge. Did we sign up for injection? Yeah, we did. Did you not know that? (laughs) We did it last week. Yeah, we we were getting really sick of the just like pounding it into people, uh practice by practice by practice. So we just made a formula that you can just that's injection sounds, by the way. Just in case you didn't know uh, that. all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you for being here. Thank you for stumbling on us, whether that was by your choice or someone else's. Or if Uh, the
1: algorithm is in your brain, if Jeff Bezos is in your brain.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would count as someone else's. (laughs) Um, But we are happy that you are here. Thank you for joining us on this lovely, for us, it's a Tuesday afternoon, evening uh, my name is Daniel. I am one of the hosts of the Black Tower podcast. I'm am your Amon Khan Mihail, and I will let these other two wonderful gentlemen introduce themselves. Thank you. Well. That, was, that was so kind of you. I'm, I'm the Soroban Mihail Josh, and our the, 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 the winner of the Black Tower Greatest Beard Ever Award. Step up, man. You, you, you do it, man, because you're amazing. <laughs> Uh, I'm Andrew yeah there you go <laughs> and he is correct I think you actually do have the best beard I have seen in Wheel of Time True. True. Uh, a relatively close second is Tom Tom actually has a very nice beard as well but I think that uh, I'm a fan I am a fan of the Bajan Mihail's beardage just saying big fan Big fan of the Bajan Mihail's beardage. See what I did there? That was big what we call in the, the Bajan's beard. Silence. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we are back. Another episode. We're talking about fun stuff. Uh, we're getting a little metaphysical again today. So... Uh, we'll go ahead and... Well, actually, this isn't metaphysical. This is more historical and philosophical rather than metaphysical. Yeah. Um. So we're going to be talking about sort of an ethereal, philosophical thing that's actually been uh, debated in the Wheel of Time for many years at this point. Um, because there are sort of conflicting accounts. Uh, also, the unreliable... Uh, source or narrator um, as well as not that much information about history um, or really just snippets of history that make this a little bit of a question so we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, going on here in this episode but before we do that we do want to talk about a few things number one by the time you are hearing this if you are not a patreon The gathering madness is over. We've had a lot of fun. We have drunk a lot of drinks. We've eaten a lot of food. It's been thoroughly enjoyable for everyone involved. Oh, that's not true. No, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to this publicly, when it comes out, it's in like 24 hours. So get to LA. Now. Be there. Have drinks with us. Eat. Taint with us and do a lot of fun activities with us. Uh, if you can't be there in person, be there online. It's going to be great. You can find links on our Discord um, and on our website, which is blacktowerpod.com. You definitely want to be there. You definitely want to go there. You want to learn all of the different things about us. We're pretty fun guys. I promise. My mom tells me that all the time. <laughs> um, and we definitely want you to be part of our in circle by knowing where we post things and why we post things and who we post things to. Uh, You can find out all of that information on black Tower pod. And if you want to be decked out in wheel of time gear, we do also have that as well. Josh is actually wearing something that he is getting us for the gathering madness. Um, It is not something that we sell, but we do actually sell cool things along those lines on Spreadshirt and through new creations by jen so go ahead and go check out our merchandise areas because we do have some pretty cool designs um and there's always new stuff coming out maybe not always that's not fair there is new stuff coming out on occasion throughout the year that exists it um fresh keeping it fresh. indeed uh other than that um we do want to thank our sponsor tomorrow uh crystal barista for going ahead and helping us throw such a fun party that will be happening uh or has already happened if you're not watching this video or listening to this podcast on that friday you know that's a good point if they're listening to if you guys are listening to because this is going to be on youtube and therefore will be eternal first off subscribe to our youtube (laughs) like come on you don't want to miss all this youtube is eternal that's funny and uh if you're doing this like after after you uh finish listening to the episode go look up our gathering madness videos because they're always a good Mm. time yes always as long as they're already out which again they won't be out if you're watching this friday morning but they will be soon yeah um but I I know a number of you cannot actually get to our videos or our podcasts on the day that they are put out and that is super okay. Thank you for watching or listening period. It's amazing that you do that in any way shape or form. If you are one of those people the gathering madness will be over so there should be videos available uh wherever videos are sold near you so go and check that out. But enough about us. This is about you, this is about Wheel of Time, this is about fun new topics, and this is about not getting spoiled. So we gotta go ahead and throw on that spoiler condom to make sure that nobody gets bad stuff in their eyes or ears. So, Andrew, if you would do us the honor of going ahead and protecting all the people. Welcome to the Black Tower, a Wheel of Time podcast. All right, let's check this one. Huh. This podcast will likely be spoiling books one through, oh, what's this? An envelope addressed to me. No name, though. Let's see what's inside. Oh my. This podcast will likely spoil all the books in the series, and apparently being a Patreon will expose you to information that should be left unseen. Protect yourself by pulling that spoiler condom all the way on, and I need a drink. That's way more of Andrew than I have ever wanted to see. <laughs> Why would you braid it down there? lies we all know you more shoddy it's why you encourage this bear of time to go ahead and put that right do that picture that's above andrew right now so that you can see more of him yes yes That's the one paint right there. me like one of your wheel of time girls <laughs> that's the one right there uh awesome all right uh so, now that you have all of your spoiler warnings and things like that, we are going to give you what the topic is. I will stop talking in a minute and let the others talk once we have asked this question. Uh, but throughout the Wheel of Time series, there has been a bit of a debate on whether, well, actually, sorry, at the time of the books, during the years of 998 ne and 999 ne and possibly into 1000 ne there is no debate over whether the dark one is real not really basically everyone knows that that entity exists that it can touch the world and that it is doing that that you can see those effects you can feel those effects There is a place that you can visit the dark one, though many people do not choose to do that. um, And that it's a real thing, it is an entity that is in the world and acting on it. No debate, not really. And we, as the audience, know that that is true. I know that some people have never really seen the dark one. And so there may still be a little bit of a debate in the Southlands or in Sean Chan or in Shara or something like that. But at the very minimum, the main characters seem to have no debate over that. And we, the audience, have no debate over the fact that the dark one is real. Especially getting into Lord of Chaos. Yes. Um, However... There is actually a lot of debate among the fandom and seemingly in the books themselves to a certain degree of whether the Dark One was actually a known entity or more like, in some ways, our real world interpretation of the devil, where some people think that it is very real and that it is acting on the world As we speak and doing things and very much present, but they have to take it on faith because there is no actual serious 100% can define evidence of an entity that is the devil that you can go and visit in the world. And then there are other people who, because of that, do not believe that the devil actually exists, and that it is actually just an allegory for human failings and temptation and things like that um so i wanted to ask the question and it's an interesting debate that i think is fun to talk about uh so i will definitely sort of ask my my co-hosts here when do you think that people actually determined that the dark one was a real thing a real entity that is actually in the world um and do we what where on the timeline do you think that that was sort of became went from uh based on faith as we know it or based on evidence as we know it as the audience in Wheel of Time, if you will. Uh, was that from the very beginning? Was that along the lines? Was that in a certain age? Uh, all, also very, very clearly, the world of the Wheel of Time is cyclical. We know that. Uh, that is the whole point of Robert Jordan's story to a certain degree. And so we are assuming, that time started at the beginning of what these people think of as the first age. There's probably a shit ton of stuff that happened before that because time is cyclical and this has happened many times before and will happen many times again, but we're sort of assuming for the purposes of this talk that the stories first age is where time begins uh at the moment of creation at the beginning of the first age that's just an assumption we're going to make for this discussion okay uh, so where on the timeline between creation into the first age into the age of legends and then into the third age do you guys think people actually realized that the devil or that the dark one wasn't just a thing that you had to believe on faith, but an actual, real entity that was in the world of the world. Well, not of the world. Sorry, in the world acting on the world. That's what I mean. So this is this is an interesting kind of line of thought, right? Because we okay. we just talked about Shamael mm-hmm. and him as Elan in the Age of Legends and him being a philosopher and him philosophizing and kind of doing the whole, like, I'm tired of this repeat thing. I don't want to live on a wheel. I don't want time to be cyclical. I want time to be linear. Um, you could almost make the argument because, you know, then you fast forward to where the books are and you get people that, use the names of the forsaken to, you know, scare little kids, you know, oh, if you don't go to bed, Mulgadeon's gonna get you. You know, if you don't, oh, listen to your mama and daddy, fucking something else gonna come and get you. Like, they would use these names as almost like archetypes, and I don't know, it's one of those things that's like, yeah, you know, uh who's someone that lived three thousand years ago that we had record of? I don't know that we do have anybody who lived three thousand years ago that we have record of. There are plenty of people who lived three thousand years ago that we have record of. Okay, well I can't think of any at this point in time. But when I it mean, comes a down to the it... number of people in the the uh ancient roman empire in the ancient chinese empire in the ancient indian or mesopotamian I'm, era. Saying, I'm saying like named historical figures that we would look back on and go i mean that's kind of like a yeah that's a person but they were so long ago that it's more like an abstract idea like okay i get that they're yeah. not really a person confucius because, yeah <laughs> perfect example confucius everybody know you know confucius say blah 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 whatever but it's like it's it's more of an idea leonardo da vinci you know everything we know about leonardo and he wasn't even 3000 years ago no but everything we know about him you know how much of that is true how much of that is legend and so as time progresses things obscure right what you're doing here with respect to the dark one specifically is interesting because you're talking about an entity that both a has always existed from the moment of time has always existed and b has never existed on our mortal physical plane of being that that we know right according to according to the rules of the the otherworldly beings the Creator in the dark world. Oh okay yeah I get what you're saying. And as people living in this in this time, I can see them kind of doing the whole you you know the devil made me do it right that's a big that's a popular like phrase for one reason or another. Um, but I can see people having that kind of a relationship with the Dark One of the Forsaken, saying, I mean, they're not real. They're just kind of things that we use. They're, they're, they're ideas. They're names that we give to ideas that help us classify things, because we as people love to classify things. Why? Why won't you die? <laughs> because I am an idea. And uh, right. ideas are bullet. And there's a movie, Quote of the Night yeah it is it's sorry keep going no so so you get this they get this real interesting thing where like we were talking about we as readers just accept creator dark one they're the the supernatural forces they are the beings that run order and chaos one seeking to organize order one seeking to destroy order and they're kind of caught in a roundabout way doing their thing, but so we as readers go, okay, there's a very real entity that there is a creator and a dark one, and we know mm-hmm. that the creator has a champion, and the dark one has champions, and they're you know they're influencing the world um, as far as like flipping that switch and and going from a a, a belief. Or, or a concept or an abstract in your mind to help you classify things.
1: That could be some
0: uh, a, a, a tipping point in someone's life, right? Um, if Elan is a philosopher and delves too deep, you know, and has contact with, because Cause he flipped to the dark to the he he forsook the light prior to the board, didn't he? Or was that at post bore? I wanna say it was
1: pre board.
0: No, it was post. Okay. Was it post Andrew? So so Elan has this has these ideas. He's already kind of like deep in his philosophy, and all of a sudden they bore into the mountain. They bore into the Dark One's prison, and all of a sudden, this is a very real thing. For thousands of people, the Dark
1: One went from being an abstract
0: concept to a very real entity almost instantly. And I think... I so think that's the moment. So your sort of take on this is at the moment that they bore into his prison, that's when humanity discovered that the dark one wasn't just a thought process, it was a it, it's an actual entity. Yeah, that's because even, and of, then even up until then collectively that point. Right. they did not think that it was a real thing it, well even up until that point they were exploring and trying to look for the essence of the dark one or, or uh, something more powerful that, than the, the one power and it's like I think they knew there was something there I think they knew that they were tapping into something that they didn't quite understand and that's, that's where good. the arrogance comes in that's where that's where it becomes problematic and so i think i think once they tap that prison and that direct touch was unleashed on the world i think that's the moment in which the dark one went from oh yeah there's there's evil the devil will maybe do it to a very real Oh shit, he he coming for our kids. He coming for our sheep and our Joe Cars and our show wings. And we are just fucked. <laughs> and then some people like Elan turn to the dark. They go, okay, cool. I've 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 stared into the abyss. I've seen this is a losing battle. And I, it's better to be on the right hand of the devil than in his path.
1: interesting all right andrew that's that's it i think that's it what do
0: you think i don't remember what the question is (laughs) on the timeline between the moment of creation assuming that the moment of creation was started the first age uh into the first age then into the age of legends then into the third age um Where is it that you think that the dark one went from that, that people realized that the dark one was actually a real entity rather than just maybe an abstract philosophical thought or existential thought um, and actually was real as we the audience know he
1: is it is um
0: well, i don't think i don't think he was even a thought uh, or a concept going into the second age at all uh, i think evil existed but nobody gave evil uh, a name leading into the utopia of the second age um, because he's uh, we see that the first age and the second age, second age, kind of follow each other thematically. Um, an emphasis on technology, an emphasis on scientific advancement, an emphasis on the rationale and the logic. So you're not going to talk about you know some scary mythical boogeyman that may or may not be real, but there's no evidence for or no, or you don't believe there's any evidence for, you can't point to evidence for, and still entertain that thought in mass as a society. Um, so when you get to the second age, this era of paradise of unprecedented technological advancement, <clears throat> um, where we've like just now rediscovered magic, or discovered magic for the first time, whichever you want to see it as, um, there's not going to be any thought about the Dark One. Everything's good. For the most part, everything's happy. Nobody's really going to worry about it. Like, yeah, there are people that probably do that do bad things. Absolutely, that's why we have binding rods and binding chairs and shit like that. Um, I think it takes a while after the boar, um, after Miran uh, does what she does uh, and drills into the boar uh, with old what's his face that dies and is forgotten immediately. I never remember his name. Iman. Um, yeah uh it digimon. takes a while for Research that to spread digimon yeah so because they're the only ones that are really focusing on this i mean other people obviously know that this is going on but this is their realm of study this is their their stuff they're looking into and if Marin is immediately just gonna be like you know what i'm just gonna change my name to landfair and i'm gonna go help you know the big scary guy that just popped out of literally nowhere um they're not going to share that information uh, with anybody. So it's going to take a while for that to spread, because I think I think we have a proclivity for reading the events of the Second Age, uh, the bore, the collapse, the breaking. We have a proclivity for reading this stuff as like, boom, 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 this all happened really fast. And it really didn't. Oh, no. It took time. There was wars. There was True. battles for quite a long time. Um, Leading up to the break. So before, before Luce Theron and the hunter companions even go to reseal the boar um, at what is left of the, of the, uh, of the Sharon at Colum Dom, they've been waging battle after battle. And while they're doing this, this news of this mythical entity, this mythical force is going to be spreading out across the world. And thus the identity of Shaitan is reborn in the world. Um, But unlike, uh, potentially unlike um, religious or mythological deities or or figures, it's going to come with a tangible effect, with a tangible presence, something that you can see, effects that you can see, people that you can see, they're doing things. You're going to be able to tell that this is a real entity because of what's happening to the world. Um, They just have to be real by virtue of the effects. So, Excuse me, but I I think it's a relatively short time that the world has an opportunity to believe, or mostly believe that that Shaitan or the Dark One is a real entity. It's a short amount of time in comparison to the overall scope of the Wheel of Time, because as soon as the breaking starts, um, after I mean, this is obviously after the imperfect seal on the board, the Dark One influence is dramatically reduced and now the only evil that exists in the tangible world are insane male channels so now the eyes Sedai are the evil they're the enemy they're the, the boogeyman and that's why we still see i think remnants of the dark one and the stories of the dark one and the forsaken still make it through because there were many 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 years of conflict But the vast majority of people are are more afraid of the Aes Sedai and more concerned that the Aes Sedai are going to do something to them than they ever are, that a Forsaken is going to show up or that the Dark One is going to show up. With the exception of the Aes Sedai and people like like Ingtar and the Borderlanders. Because if the Trollocs are real, then Aganor is real. If Aganor is real, then Shaitan is real. And if Shaitan is real while all of the other creepy crawlies and all of the other people are real. So the, the products and elements of the story themselves lend credence to the story itself being true. But not everybody knows that, because like Two Rivers, they still believe Trollocs are a myth. They're, you know, boogeyman tales used to scare kids, um, when in fact they're very much a reality. The Borderlands,
1: at least... Um, not
0: Zaldea. Um Shinar? Fucking hell, I'm blanking my names. Yeah, at least Shinar knows it's real. Harvelon, at least, knows it's real. Um, but outside of that,
1: other than maybe
0: the wise ones of the IEO, I don't think anybody knows. I think just that quickly, Shaitan has already been relegated back to a scary story another frightening tale along with his 13 forsaken uh to scare children into behaving um which would explain why people freely talk about them and like hey you know you need to be on your best behavior or the father of lies going come get you they talk they invoke these people's names uh with the exception of shaitan they do just say the dark one like he's Voldemort or some shit um but yeah I was, I was going to actually mention that, that the name of Shaitan, you don't say that. Like, you say that, and bad things happen. Like, that's... Yeah. Well, we see that in Lord of the Rings, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't say Sauron, or his eye turns on you kind of thing. Um, this, this kind of thing, like, oh, they're so bad, you can't even say their name, or they'll focus on you, and bad things happen. um. But they they still invoke the names uh, and the identities, to some extent, of the Forsaken, of the Dark One. But they don't tell their kids stories about how the crazy guys or the crazy men that can use magic will come for them. Because that's still a very real fear. Because the eyes and eye are real. You just don't see male channels. Right. I I like I like, you bring up a really good point though. Um, I like that we go from the Age of Legends and between the Age of Legends, the breaking and fast forward to where we are, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a backtrack. I think you lose that knowledge that the Dark One is a physical, tangible, tangible, air quotes, real entity, that one can interact with, or that is actively interacting with the pattern. Um, and 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 I think they're sort of relearning that, especially with the advent of the Forsaken being let loose. You, you still, I mean, halfway through the series, you still have people that don't actively believe it. They don't believe it. They're like, yeah, whatever, cool, whatever. Um, Rand is coming out and being like, I'm the Dragon Reborn, bitch. And they're like, oh, okay, Rand. <laughs> Whatever, buddy. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you grow up your entire life being told, hey, don't leave your feet dangling off the bed or the boogeyman <laughs> drives them to drag <laughs> you out of the bed. <laughs> and eventually oh, you hit so a point in your life. It scares you as a kid. When reality, the story only exists to try to get kids to keep covered up so they don't get sick because right. kids are kids. Um, but you reach a point where you're old enough where it's like, okay, there's no news article. Uh, there's there's no factual basis for this. There's no evidence of this. There's none of this. I, I highly doubt this is going to happen. I don't believe this is real. And you reach a point to where if somebody was to tell you right now the boogeyman is real, nine, I would say like 90% of people are going to be like, huh, okay, that's funny. Or, you know, it'll be some some incredibly exaggerated way to insult somebody, you know oh, the boogeyman is real and his name is fucking Jon Snow or or whoever (laughs) I don't know why it says Jon Snow, but no, no, I'm actually glad you did because think about it like this someone comes up to you and says the devil is real and his name is Flugar. It's a good a name as any, but that there's got to be an element of that in the story. Like people come up and be like, "Oh yeah, his name is Shaitan. Why do we call him that? You know, his name you know, Grendel. Oh yeah, okay, Grendel seems like an old fashioned, timey name to me. (laughs) What is his actual name? Oh, his name is actually Steve. (laughs) but we gave him this title and say it's actually his name when it's really just a title we gave so i'm actually very curious now um i i don't disagree with your points at all that's not the purpose of this question uh but we know that in the story there is this saying that people say which is just certifiably untrue which is this mantra of The Dark One and all of the Forsaken were sealed in Gol at the moment of creation. No, they weren't. Maybe the Dark One was. That part of the saying may actually still be true. Probably is. But we know that the Forsaken were people. If they were people and they made that choice to join the Dark One, we know at the time, or we know that the time they were sealed in with the, the Dark One was the resealing of the bore after the drilling of the bore just prior to the breaking of the world? Yeah, a great bondo moment. Yes, where Lou Stern squeezed this tube bondo of bondo moment. and sanded it over the bore. Yep. <laughs> um, and but so it's like, like one my, of those shitty mechanic fails, right? right? Where it's like. <laughs> He he bonded it, but what he should have done is pulled the dent out first, and then used it to smooth the dent. <laughs> All right, guys, today on Nas fucked, uh, fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But but so so my question is, why is it that then, sort of later on in the story, everyone? still remembers the Forsaken, yet remember events so badly that they're saying this mantra that is certifiably untrue, and also not giving as much credence to the fact that the Dark One is actually real, given that they know that the Forsaken are real, And it's part of their mantra that they say because the Forsaken are so real and were such real people that they went over to the dark and were sealed with him. Does that all make sense? I, I think so. Okay. I will try to give my answer and see if <laughs> yeah, my answer drives yeah. 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 the question. You know what, Andrew? You go ahead and take this one first. <laughs> yeah. buddy. Okay. Um... So we, we see already in the story that people religiously butcher story and uh, or butcher fact of what mm-hmm. actually happened, um, including the some of the main characters themselves. I mean, Rand says for a, sure. a while, a brief while, but a while. Oh, I killed the Dark One. Until finally, right. after I don't know a hundred pages, Moraine finally is like, "You moron! You think it's that easy?" <laughs> and it's like, "You this moron. is why kids you didn't is, kill that." stock one this is why kids need video games so that they can have (laughs) their hopes and dreams crushed when the second and third health bar show up or or after they've used all of their potions or 80s horror movies when the villain never (laughs) dies the first time never or the second or the third sometimes or the the fifth How many Halloween's uh, are finally we on now? in 2022? <laughs> we have Halloween ends, <laughs> which we all know is bullshit because they're not going to stop milking that until oh absolutely.
1: Nobody stops
0: milking Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so in their own time, with reasonable access to the actual events and actual witnesses, you go three towns over, and the story's been fucked up six ways from Sunday. So, I mean, and that's the thing, like, amongst the common populace, I don't recall ever seeing, like, there's an availability of books, but every time we see an availability of books, it's at a researcher's house or in the library or the sitting room where Rand is. It's always in these more noble areas or that somebody's uh, collected over time. And then there's the one-off instance here and there where somebody has, like, a book or two. Um, like I think the Winespring Inn had like what they call the library, and it was like, that was, it was essentially that many books.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was like my bookshelf.
0: That Wait, was their library. Was it? Was it fourteen books with a small novella prologue? Well, that and a statue of Jariah So, yes, that was their effigy uh, of. That's the it. No, it was No, you know what. That's what the Wine Spring had. Cannon. The Wine Spring Inn, that is now canon. We declare <laughs> the Wine Spring Inn, the 14 books that they had, was the Wheel of Time book series. And nobody read it, just like in real life. Let's <laughs> see Egwene skip to the end. <laughs> Fucking crystal bullshit, what? Egwene. Um, <laughs> Egwene's like, it's like, oh, a noble sacrifice, but why? Galwin, really that's who I go for. Fuck I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. He's not dumb, but there were plenty of better options. Anyway, that's oh, not the point. Shit. Yeah, in a in a world where people willingly choose to be in love with Galwin, do we really expect them to remember the events accurately? Come on. Um but so it's it's the fact that they remember the names of the forsaken. Um one, I think is going to be, uh, is, well, it's, it leads a lot of credence to just how terrifyingly powerful and effective the Chosen or the Forsaken were in the, in the scope of time between Boar is open and the Seal is redone. How much damage those 13 people had to do to have them known by their new names almost universally. Like at most, people forget Agnor and Balthamel and maybe Balal At most, most people remember. Uh, everybody remembers Ishmael because he's you know the father of lies, and then they remember Landfear, the crazy obsessed ex girlfriend. Um, there's a couple of these figures that they all remember, but their names stick out because the eyes that die are enough remain, and enough are alive in the world to. Remember who these people are. And it takes so, a, so by an the entity. way, just real quick. Sorry, I didn't. Um Ishamael is the betrayer of hope. The dark one is actually the father of lies. Oh, he portrays himself as the same thing. Oh so. uh, yes. Balzamon. Balzamon is yeah, the which is of who wind disguise. Which is Ishamael. I, depends on what part you're talking about (laughs) name another part where balzaman is is anybody other than ishaman well but the reason that he chooses to go ahead and use balzaman is that that is another name for the dark one that's why Ishamael is using it but you have to have the foundation for balzaman actually being a name for the dark one for Ishamael to decide to use that as the disguise that he chooses where he is pretending to be the dark one. Oh, sure. I mean, if I go ahead can, and pull out a character that you don't know, it loses its effect. You you can parse it out like that. Sure, but the the point, the overall point remains father of lies. But the title that accompanies the name and the person
1: portraying that uh, particular
0: person. I lost my thought
1: halfway through there.
0: That was, yeah, I don't know what... I, I think it's interesting, and we'll do this, uh, I think it's interesting because in, in one respect, because we do as Andrew was saying, we have some Forsaken that are more renowned than others. I will, I, I, I think that's 100% accurate to say. Um, I don't think anybody's like, oh, Asmodine's going to come for you. <laughs> and if they do, they're like, oh, yeah, good. At least it's not fucking Mogedian or Landfear or Samael or Something like that. Um, So I think that's an interesting
1: point to make where you've got such
0: the names are so revered but they're still not on the same level as like the Dark One where you don't say the Dark One's name because bad things happen. But you can invoke the name of the Forsaken to threaten bad things
1: Okay. What so were you saying, I have... Andrew?
0: I'm sorry. I, I like went way off yeah, the rails. I my apologize. brain, my brain, ADDed, and I've I've got no frame of reference for what's happening now. I have no clue. Press on, Jens. <laughs> Press on. Press on sorry about that. Uh, okay. So I have sort of a new question uh, related to this. Um, we have been, or, or for the purposes of this, this discussion, I did go ahead and say at the beginning that the sort of assumption that we were working off of. Uh, was the fact that the moment of creation happened, then the first age, then the second age, then the third age. With this question, it kind of doesn't matter as far as that, and it actually is somewhat telling in a way whether you sort of add on other ages before that, but sort of we get to the the third age, and at the very end of the third age, Rand... Successfully seals the boar, presumably based on what we know and what we're being told as the audience. Again, unreliable narrator, I get all of that. But as, again, sort of the assumption here is that Rand seals up the boar at the very least better than Luz Theron did, if not, you know, nearing perfect closure, if that makes sense. Um So we're now going into the fourth age. Are we basically back to the first age now
1: where humans
0: will be the only things or humanity and the other races in the Westlands, like the Ogier for example, will be the only people who are actually in their own way because the Dark One and the Forsaken are now either dead, imprisoned, or fully sealed back in the boar, and will go back to that sort of possibility of the utopian society that the Age of Legends was? Or is it assumed that Rand didn't actually do a good enough job sealing the boar, and that the sort of Third Age is just sort of set to happen forever where the dark one breaks out because the bore is not sealed properly and someone needs to then go seal it at the end over and over and over again. Does that make sense? I, so we obviously can't uh, talk about the other ages, right? We only really have history and documentation, I say in air quotes of the first, second, and third ages, right? Sure. We don't know if there's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty, four hundred ages. Well, and we, don't, we, know we don't know how big this wheel is, how many yes. spokes it's got. And again, one of the reasons that I brought it up at the beginning is we don't actually know whether the first age as it is called by some is actually the first age or whether it's age 616 yeah um it's it's, and it's the 600th time that the first age has played out for example and so in the fourth age are we actually just going into the first age again for the 617th time or are we just going to play the third age as it is called by some over and over again? Uh, now, because age one was actually the first age and then the boar happened and now nothing will ever be the same. Or what do you guys think? What is sort of the nature of that relationship with the dark one? This can the dark one actually really be sealed back into his prison by humanity and not the creator himself or themself or whatever you want to call them um and so we're not ever actually going back to a perfect seal um or did rand actually do a perfect seal so we're sort of back at the beginning of the moment of creation but again just like you know over and over again I, I think, okay, so here's, here's, and I'm going to reference the TV show, right? Because Mm -hmm. Rand asks, you know, how long does it take the wheel to spin someone's soul back out? And Tam says, don't know. Or he says, I wish I knew. And he talks, he gives this really beautiful speech about the reason you know, we have this, it's, it's actually a blessing because when our time comes again, maybe we do a little bit better next time. Um, now, is there, is that a faith statement? Is that a, I hope I get the chance to do better when next I relive my life, when next I live my tale do I get a chance to do better or are we just stuck doing this? Now we know that Elan slash hundred percent believes, no, we're stuck doing the same damn thing over and over and over again. I'm tired of that. I don't want to do that. Whether or not that's true. We don't know. We just, we just don't there, There's no way to know. We would assume that as time is cyclical, that everything that happened before will happen again, right? Mm -hmm. How how strict is that? Do we have markers? Are there certain events that must happen and therefore will happen again, but what happens between point A to point B? Doesn't really matter, they're gonna happen. Point A is gonna happen, point B is gonna happen. It doesn't matter if you go straight here or if you go over here and then go over here and then go over here, it's gonna happen, period. End of story. So when you start talking about the dark one, and did Rand you know continue on with the ineffectual seal, or did he do a really good job? Is that is there a capability of doing that as a mortal man? I would actually say no. I would actually say no. I would say that the only reason he was able to do it without the consequence that loose theron unleashed upon the world is because he was able to insulate the one power using the true source he was able to to make sure the dark one couldn't touch Sidine and Sidar, right and needed that extra bit of help so it's one of those interesting scenarios because now we have The creation of the problem is also the solution to the problem that they created. Because the creation of the problem was them drilling into the Dark One's prison to be able to use that essence that is more powerful as a result, now the dark one's unleashed on the world. We have bubbles of evil. We have all kinds of crazy things, and I wish, I wish they had emphasized that in the TV show. This is actually one of the one of my biggest criticisms with the 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 TV show when Luz Theron is talking to the you know when he's talking to I'm assuming that's his wife. No, nope, But he's saying we a have totally a chance. Lovely. It's the Tamerlin, but okay. Yeah there okay cool it's the tamer (laughs) he has a chance to end evil and it's like they're making it look like shit's great everything's the best it's ever been there's no problems you know what we're gonna do oh might fuck off and attack the dark one
1: why well because it's a good thing to do it'd be it'd be hella cool right
0: It's not needed. It's not necessary. Things are great out there. Now, if they had been like, I've got to go kill the dark one because I unleashed him on the world. And now I feel like crap. And they were like, yeah, you did. And now we got to figure out something to do it, but this ain't it. This ain't the solution. Like that I think would have been a more compelling conversation, but I get it. They're trying to appeal to a TV audience of many, many people who probably have not read the books, but they bore into the Dark One's prison
1: They unleash the Dark One upon Luz the world. And
0: didn't actually do the drilling. It Doesn't matter who did the drilling. The point is the drilling was done. Dark One is now unleashed. The Dark One is now directly touching the pattern. And Luz Theron says, let's kill the Dark One. Goes out there, tries to kill the Dark One, faces the backlash, And as a last ditch effort puts on an imperfect seal to hold the dark one back, but they still have access to the one to the true source. So it's kind of like, like they created the problem by unleashing the dark one. It was an imperfect temporary measure. Ultimately everyone knew it was a temporary measure but they did the best that they could with what they had at the moment, at the time. And that action, imperfect and temporary as it may be, is what allowed them to create the more perfect seal in the end to repair the damage that was originally done board.
1: There's a lot to unpack there. Andrew,
0: what do you think? <laughs> Was that too much? Was that was that just like all too much gobbledygook there? It wasn't gobbledygook. There are just a number of statements that I was a little that again. I'm I'm not gonna say them because we agree with everything that each other says oh, we all the do. Time, always on this show. We um, always agree with each other on everything. I agree. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah again it's sort of i i actually do want to sort of talk about this point that you made of okay so i will i will absolutely concede the point that loose theron in the age of legends is the most powerful aes Sedai basically right uh and he is effectively a king and he he run the world in a lot of ways Not everyone, not in every case, and I'm 100% sure that there are Emmons fields out on the edge of his reign that have never seen a tax man and don't really give a shit who lose theirness. All of that's true, but again, he is sort of the most powerful and is a king. And so, on some level, when Bodemon, Bidemon, Bidemon, and... Uh, Landfear, I don't remember her first name. Marin, Marin, Miran, Miran. Uh, discover this thing and drill into the the Dark One's prison. I agree with the sign on Roosevelt's desk saying the buck stops with me. I get that. I appreciate that, and I do to a certain degree agree with it. But also, if you have that scene in the TV show where Luz Theron is standing there going, shit's fucked now because we let the Dark One out. It's my fault. I'm going to go kill him. That is definitely a misrepresentation of who actually let the Dark One out in some ways. Because, again while you are responsible for what your administration does and the buck does stop with you, you are not actually the person who did certain things in your administration either. Both of those things are accurate. If that makes sense. Um, and so given that there are a lot yeah. of non book readers I feel like that would be a very different representation of what actually happened, which granted before anybody asks me, I get that the TV show (laughs) is doing a lot of representing things differently than they happen in the books. I'm, I'm here for that. I get that. But at the same time, sort of that scene seems like it's not, I, I get the, the world looks great. Why do we need to go deal with the dark one? should have done a better job of representing that the world isn't actually great anymore um and that something needs to be done um but i feel like your suggestion for what should have happened in the tv show heavy air quotes because it's you know one man's opinion as you said um definitely strongly changes the sort of thing between the book and the tv show of Luz Theron's an ag- arrogant asshole. He is one hundred percent. It is very clear in the books that he is an arrogant asshole. It is very clear that they thought he was an arrogant asshole. Fair, but continue. fair enough. Yes, we're gotcha. <laughs> uh, because we don't actually really see Luz Theron's point of view in the book very often. We don't really right. hear his side of the story. We hear from Rand's interpretation of him and histories and people who met him, but never actually from Luz himself. And that I will totally concede. Um, But I feel like it's actually well within the character stated by the books that Luz Theron would go, time to go kill the dark one. And people would be like, why we don't need to do that. That is not the best course of action. And it's not a necessary course of action. And he would be like, too bad, bitch, get in the car. We're going to go kill the dark one. (laughs) Like that's absolutely well within the character of what we know about lose there. And again, as you said, from semi unreliable sources because they didn't actually necessarily they weren't in his head but at the same time like from the representation we see that's a pretty loose there and move it, like <laughs> and that, and that's what i'm saying like that's that's the that's the piece that's the one of the disconnects for me and again before anybody asks me i did enjoy the tv show I do have a number of things that I was kind of like less than enthusiastic about. Sure. But one of the things that got me about it was there are so many better ways to show someone is arrogant than to be like, everything's great. Let's make it better. Like he wasn't even doing that. He was like in the show, he was like, I'm on this noble quest. I'm going to end evil and it's like
1: at the height of civilization
0: show me it at the very least show me a reason why he would want this i'm sorry a baby in a crib especially from like the richest most powerful most influential person of all time bro that baby gonna be just fine like we're not come on give me a reason have him witness some horrible evil that he was like this wonderful society and we still have this evil show me that give me that give me a reason to want him to succeed. Maybe they didn't want to give you a reason to want him and to succeed. And that's the thing. They wanted to just create a an arrogant son of a bitch who wanted to go into. And I'm kind of like that. You've got you now have a flat character who who nobody can identify with. It makes no sense. There, there's no reason for him to want to kill evil at the height of society. Hmm. In my I will also, I that's will also just my that. opinion. Yes, indeed. I and we all know that. Uh, Andrew, do you have an opinion on this particular thing? Slash, uh, do you have an answer for my original question, which was, uh, do you think that we're going to see this repeated over again from what some people call the first age, or do you think that we're sort of stuck in the third age into? perpetuity unless something major happens because that's you know well down the road kind of thing uh but do you think that rand did a sort of perfect enough seal on it that we're back to square one or do you think that he did a lose there and stop gap seal where some kind of the dark one getting back into the world and then another rand having to go through the a similar journey to then put another stopgap in is just going to happen over and over again.
1: Uh, I think it'll repeat. Um, I think
0: he did perfectly seal it. However, history repeats itself. Whenever history, whenever history is inevitably forgotten or ignored, it repeats itself. Okay, I'm but like, you're absolutely on the sort of it will repeat itself from the creator's seal to reseal i think Rand's seal start is the creator's in. seal okay yeah so i mean it's it's just a redo of of the creator seal because the creator only actually did the seal at one point in time correct and the joy or the privilege of being a being that exists outside of space time is that you can start something that exists in never ending perpetuity okay so he did it once and then from there his avatar, his actor goes into the world as the dragon <laughs> and whenever the age calls for it and the pattern calls for it, repairs the creator seal. Whenever it doesn't need that fully or needs some other stuff to happen, um, it's a partial seal and there's probably a full age that goes by where the majority of the age, the dark one, isn't sealed away. Somewhere around probably like the 6th or 7th i don't know, you know but yeah. the thing i have more of an opinion on is the discussion about Lou Theron and how floored i am at the idea of an arrogant loose Theron. that that absolutely floored me i have never never read loose Theron or even saw him in the tv show as arrogant well that's
1: or maybe really, that's maybe my shitty memory
0: is him that way. i mean I I didn't. I'm not saying anybody's wrong if they did. I didn't, and I I do find myself struggling to f- recall points in the books or in the TV show that would paint him as arrogant, other than you know, the, the Moraine speech, oh, loose there, and in his arrogance, thought he could do this. And it's like, well, actually no, he wasn't fucking arrogant. He went to the Tomerlin. He asked for help, and the Tomerlin said, go get fucked. And he's like, "Well, I can't just not do this because the world is in peril. Because you got to remember, that's what the scene fun we're fun. seeing <laughs> in the in the TV show. <laughs> no, like he's in said, yeah, he's in paradisent.
1: Uh,
0: he's in paradisent. The I, uh, last paradise city that is standing. Meanwhile, Colum Dom and the Sharome has been absolutely obliterated. Like a yeah. nuke times ten has gone off. The world is in absolute chaos. Yes. And they're only able to remain any any semblance of calm because, again, they are in parent decent. This is like the last bastion, the last stronghold of the Aes And Luz there and knows that. Mm-hmm. Which is why he goes to the Tamerlan at the time. And he goes and says, hey, obviously the shit we're doing isn't working because shit is still fucky. We need to go and we need to patch the hole." And the Tamerlan's like, it's too dangerous because it exposes the only source of power we have to this great evil, and it's one of those things neither one of them is wrong, but because neither one is on the same page and helping the other, then they're not right either. because so. had had the female i gone with the male i they would have ha- met the metrics and they would have been able to put at least a more perfect seal
1: that. So. Uh,
0: oh, absolutely. If um, I can jump in, for or just a sec. No, Sorry, let Andrew finish. Go ahead up. finish up, Andrew. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> go ahead.
0: That, no, that was pretty much it. I, I was just going to say there are two things, though. One, in the it, at the point in time with the TV show, my understanding is he's talking about attacking the Dark One,
1: which is actually accurate
0: as well, right? he's talking about so at this point in time presumably they've bored into the dark ones prison Mm -hmm. they have now gained access to the true source the essence of creation Mm. and chaos itself access to the true source i would also say isn't actually accurate they didn't know enough about it that they don't actually have access to it whatsoever, right. but they have also unleashed it on the world, which are which would different be things. immaterial to the point of this particular okay. aspect. Sorry, continue. The 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 idea though is in, in the TV show. Luz Theron is saying to the Tamerlin, "The prison is open. We have a chance to attack and kill the Dark One for good." Now. Again, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a reason why. I wanted to see bubbles of evil because that's what was happening. The second they open up the Dark One's prison, the Dark One now is unleashed upon the world and he's like, or it, I guess, is like, I'm going to destroy everything because I'm the Dark One. Luz Theron is thinking to himself, I've got to attack this head on. Now, the arrogance portion of that is that A mortal man thinks he can go up against a god and come out on top. But at the same time, desperate times call for desperate measures. What do you do when you see your perfect society that you've worked your entire life to build and refine and hone suddenly being destroyed? You want to stop the destruction. They blast out. They attack the dark one. We don't know why the women decided not to. They were like, we don't want to. That's not a good idea. Well, they said they don't want to. That's not a good idea. We learned afterwards. We learned after the fact why that was a really great thing for them to not do. But maybe there were two instances. There was one loose there and attacking the dark one, thus Mm -hmm. tainting Sidene. I imagine as Andrew, as you had said earlier on the show, time passes. And I imagine there are a lot of men who were like, oh, this is not okay. Shit's fucky. This is not okay. Slowly, they started to go mad. I'm sure they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to create the seals. Once they created the seals, they had those meetings, which we got to see through uh, the visions in Ruidian. We got to see one of those meetings where they charge Shemesh, shomesh where they S-mesh-ta. charge the green man with <laughs> protecting the eye of the world which carried at least one seal i think it was like two seals or something but w- along with the dragons banner, along with the horn of Belier, along with all that kind of stuff but there are two instances that luce theron is involved in this sort of interaction the first one would being the attack on the dark one which tainted Syden, the second one being to seal up the bore. But the problem is, is that after the bore was sealed, a it was an imperfect seal, and b the taint still remained. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you just a little bit here.
1: Hit me. Uh,
0: number one. The sealing of the boar and the seals on the Dark One's prison actually happened at exactly the same time right after the attack that tainted Saidi. Uh, There is no time that passes. Oh, He attacks the Dark One in his prison, fails, stopgaps the seals, and then the seals are, basically they had Quendiar with them. Yeah, because I know most of the companions died in the Backlash. Just for starters. So he seals the Dark Ones prison with this stopgap thing and these seals that they effectively brought with them. Not necessarily for this purpose. It's a little hard to say whether the Quendiar was made for some other reason and then they just decided it was a good use of this
1: after the Backlash. (laughs) There's
0: seven rocks right here. Let's turn them into Quendiar and use them. Again, it's a little unclear as far, but as far as the story is concerned, he attacks the Dark One. It doesn't work. He seals him as best he can right then, with the hundred companions that are effectively some of them are dying around him. Okay, um, I I actually never knew that. Like I'm learning yeah. something new. I thought it was a attack the Dark One. Shit, Spucky. What do we do? Oh God, we need help. We need help. I need an adult. <laughs> and then they make a plan and come back to it no. with the seals so I... it's actually one stroke effectively it's it's effectively two smashings of the power into the prison one to try and kill him and then one to go ahead and seal it like basically immediately when which the first would one why... doesn't work which would be why it's imperfect because he just part did it. it as a fuck 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 ah! that it! is part okay. of it <sighs> Also seven again seven of these I feel like you have a. I I do want to say a couple of things. I think that Andrew is actually very correct. That, um. The. The going to do this and the, or the him being in Perendecen. And it, there's a reason that he's there. It's to talk to the Tamerlin. It's to be in the last bastion of human civilization at what was until moments ago the height of their power. Right. Uh, and also where the ago, governmental I mean, seat is, because that's where the hall of service is. Correct. So there's about a hundred years between the time that they drill and the time that they that he goes and attacks the dark one. Um, and so he's in Parindison sometime within those hundred years but probably on the latter side and it was the height of human civilization when they drilled into the boar or when they drilled into the dark ones prison creating the boar um and now things are getting fucky um but and i i you said earlier that it's bubbles of evil coming through i'm pretty sure that they actually talk about and again very much unreliable narrator here because the people who are talking about this don't actually necessarily know what they're talking about but they do have an idea they do um that the bubbles of evil are actually just the malice of the dark one coming through the seals rather than the dark one actually acting on the world because of course the boar makes a hole for him to act through I think that there aren't actually bubbles of evil happening after the boar. I think there are bubbles of evil happening after the, the ceiling, the imperfect ceiling. But again, that is sort of neither here nor there um, because again, to your point, Josh, very much true. It doesn't feel like it's a desk in the TV show at the very least It doesn't feel like it's a desperate attempt to go ahead and do something that the world needs because they don't do a very good job of showing how screwed up and chaotic the world has become because they're in Paradecen. But also, Andrew's point is huge, which is the show only has eight episodes. They only have so much time to show this conversation. So since it's in Paradecen, they're going to show you Paradeeson, which is still the the last bastion of humanity and still awesome. And so again, I totally take your point of, I wish that it had been more desperate, but also to be accurate to where the books are, if they're in Paradeeson, they need to be in Paradeeson. They can't have Paradeeson falling apart around them because Paradeeson doesn't fall until after Luz Theron screws things up and breaks it um to your point though andrew uh i know that he's not a terribly reliable narrator and neither is moraine and neither are the other forsaken who sort of talk about him who have something to gain from talking shit about Luz theron and never really liked him that much in the first place and all of this different stuff but ishamiel literally starts the books in the prologue by telling Luc Theron that he's an arrogant asshole who did all of this to his family and needs to go ahead and come to terms with the fact that this is all his fault
1: because yeah. he was
0: arrogant so at the very least again i'm not saying that you're not right in a lot of ways that it can easily be taken to a certain extent that that's not a good representation of actually who Luz Theron is and that there's other people with ulterior motives. But at the very least, the books don't shy away from the fact that lots of people think that Luz Theron is arrogant.
1: Sorry, well, go ahead and, go ahead and to say counter that, um, one, it's
0: Ishmael that is saying this. All right. Okay. He is already 100% out of the mind that any sort of resistance to the Dark One is futile. And the mere act of resistance in his mind is, is going to be nothing but arrogance or awful, foolishness and pure stupidity. Sure. Generally, whenever somebody that has a lot of power does something that is stupid, it gets labeled arrogance. Sure. Because it gets labeled. That doesn't mean that it is. Yeah, yeah. because Luke Theron doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. because Luke Theron doesn't go into this going, "Oh, I'm going to go fight the Dark One and win." He's, I'm going to go fight the Dark One, and either I win or all of humanity is doomed because there's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else to do because they've been fighting battles after battles. Luke Theron has won. And lost battles. He has fought and won and fought and lost against Ishmael time and time again since the Boar. And he's going into this fight against the Dark One, a desperately broken and purely desperate man. He just got done defeating Ishmael, his best friend, at the gates of Parandecent. And he's like, they're coming to Parandecent. This is where we run the world from. I have a kid. I have a family. I have friends. I can't lose any more friends. This is a this is these are the last actions, not of an arrogant man, but of a desperate man who is charged with being the ray of hope, the beacon of light, the salvation of the world. You're not wrong. Now,
1: is it stupid to not
0: wait for the children call to be finished to give yourself yet another power boost? Yeah, say. kinda. Kinda. Um because well, I mean, I think if you have something that gives you that much of a power boost, like actually it's probably a saving grace ultimately in the timeline, because if Luce Theron <laughs> and, and the Tamerlan had marched on uh on the board with the choton call, and if Rand's feelings are true and anything they go off of, and they could have actually legitimately destroyed the dark one, they would have destroyed all of space space and time. Effectively. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and at least it might just be my, my reading of it. I never read Loose Theron as doing any of this out of anything other than a sense of duty, a sense of no one else is willing to do something, and no one else is also providing a tangible solution other than let's wait and we see what waiting has gotten us waiting has gotten us you know 13 of our friends people that we worked alongside of that we trusted that we broke bread with that we ate with that we went through harsh times together that we built this paradise with abandon the light and go to the shadow because of how desperate these times are and I, i mean i don't I, I don't know how you, re- how you cope with that. I mean, like, a- anime is a great reference. How, how does Naruto... Like, the entirety of Naruto Shippuden is still him chasing fucking Sasuke because he can't cope with the concept of losing his best friend. Um, and what's the yeah. one way, after having him being forced to defeat uh, Ishmael, what's the one way that he stands any chance at getting any kind of retribution for his best friend? well, taking the fight to the person and hopefully ending this against the the entity responsible. So, yeah. So I will say, uh, sort of just a minor counterpoint to that or a minor sort of my reading of it. Uh, I think that the Tamerlin is very much a microcosm or a caricature or whatever you want to call it of the White Tower once it's formed later of the, your answer isn't good enough. We need to come up with a better one. And as you said, waiting is death to a certain extent. Um because if you just do what the White tower often does and what the Tamerlin sort of suggests at this time is she, she has sort of good intentions to a certain degree because, even in the TV show, she definitely doesn't tell him to fuck off. She says, your plan isn't a good one. We can't risk it. We need to come up with a better one. Help us do that. And he says, no, this is the only plan. We need to go do it. Now, again, I'm I'm totally fine with, with putting that into the things are desperate. I'm a broken man. We need to do something now let's go do something now we don't have time to wait for a better plan but she doesn't tell him to fuck off she tells him we need a better plan than that which is also a certain amount of noble given that we know how badly his plan goes but again hindsight's 2020 she didn't know that from the start she suspected but she didn't know that so going ahead and giving her the benefit of what actually happens is not totally fair. <laughs> uh, oh, I give her zero benefit. <laughs> I, I lay the full fault of the catastrophic failure in the Tate Side team on her, on the Tamerlane. Well, so it, that is very interesting because, again, I am, I am in no way stating anything more than just this statement here. I think it's interesting that you read lose as obviously having culpability, clearly, but also not being responsible for the breaking because this person's responsible for the breaking because if things had gone the way that he oh, wanted, I never them said he to wasn't responsible for the help, breaking. I mean, okay. He's, oh, okay. he's not responsible for the taint. He's not responsible for the catastrophic failure. Yeah, he is responsible for the breaking. We're we're well, seeing so what we're seeing. That we actually have the benefit of all the way through the story, and we know that to a certain extent, Rand couldn't have actually done what he did without tapping into the power of a god, the true source, or at least it is strongly suggested by Rand and Nynaeve and. Uh, Moraine, that this was the only way to do it. Again, Mm -hmm. they don't know everything, and I get that, but it is strongly suggested that their understanding of what's going on is they needed the true source to actually help them do that. Uh Um,
1: I find it hard to believe in some ways that
0: that Luz Theron had the plan to use Sidine, Sidar, and the true power to do what he did. And therefore, if he didn't have the true power and from our understanding, based on what Rand and Moraine and Nynaeve say, they needed the true source to do what they did. It seems like actually bringing Sidar into the picture without the true source is a recipe for more disaster, not less. Which is what Does my original just, point I'm was, not saying they would be completely successful. I'm saying the catastrophic failure. Because whenever they cleanse the taint on Cydine, they don't use the true source at all. That is correct. It is Sidine and Sidar. So what I'm saying is well, it's a catastrophic failure hmm. because the taint could have been prevented. Sidine and Sidar could have co-optively protected each other from the taint. They could have siphoned it off of each other. I believe. I I don't disagree with and, you on and that and because so they definitely wouldn't have succeeded sure. had they sure. went, But I think the I think the patch job they did would Is have been much worse. Better, yeah, okay. it would have been Copy. better had they both won. They still wouldn't That's have true. been like completely successful because you're absolutely right. They had no idea <laughs> to use the true power, like. Most people don't think using the power you just released to then seal that same power away. They're just like, "Oh well, you just got to push it all back in and hope you can put the lid back on." Yeah, fair. Sorry, Josh, you were gonna say something. I was just, I was just gonna say um, that the when it came to cleansing the taint, they used aridol as the buffer rather than Correct. the true source. I think that's where Rand got the idea to do that. However, it a however, to, a lot, it's almost like we're having this conversation because we know <laughs> there's no actual real answers to it. That is true.
1: Thus, we don't actually the get beautiful story answers.
0: points in the wheel of time is that everybody's doing their best. You know, and this is my final thoughts on the matter. Um, we're going to wrap this up. This is my final thoughts on yes. the matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna hone in on the conversation between the Tamerlin and Luz Theron, books, TV show, whatever the case may be, based on the story we understand, the based on the story we know, love, and understand. It's two people, two incredibly intelligent, capable, powerful people looking for the best solution to a scenario and disagreeing. What? shock and awe and so what happens is andrew i think you are absolutely 100 correct when you have someone very very powerful taking a very very big risk and it pays off everybody goes what a genius what an amazing man what an amazing person they did so amazing if they take that same risk and fail what do they go what a loser how come he couldn't pull that off Lose Theron's treatment in history is, I would say, unfair because he failed, but at the same time, even in his failure, he bought the world time. Time they needed to learn very crucial, very important lessons. Do we all make mistakes? Absolutely. Do powerful people make mistakes? Absolutely. When powerful people make mistakes, does it have greater ramifications on people as a whole? Absolutely. So my final thoughts is don't be too quick to judge kids. Sometimes people make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, no matter how powerful they are. Andrew, what do you think? Oh, I was gonna let you give your final thought. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I yeah this is this is a very complicated very nuanced thing which is uh a wonderful this is a wonderfully nuanced situation this is a a a thing that i think that robert jordan did really well which is showing people as people um and love them or hate them for whatever reason for whatever read that you took i think that josh sort of hit the nail on the head i definitely think that there are people who are bad actors in some ways uh that there are people who know what they're doing is wrong and do it anyway uh but most of the people at the very least in the age of legends at the end of the age of legends um excuse me, uh, are Bless doing you. what, thank you, uh, are doing what they're doing because they think they're right. Because they think what they're doing is the right thing to do. Both Louis Theron going and doing what he did, both uh, as well as the Tamerlin not going with him, as well as, you know, the researchers who actually created the boar in the first place, you know, all of these different things. And it's a really interesting sort of talk to have on a lot of levels because, of course, we started this with did people know that the Dark One was real? And on some levels, that does matter because really knowing that there's an entity out there that actively wants to hurt you is helpful to a certain degree to fighting back against it but at the same time there are plenty of people who are just shitty there are plenty of people who are just doing the wrong thing for the right reasons or the wrong thing for the wrong reasons or being selfish or being greedy or being whatever um and i think that as has been stated in other episodes that we've done, as has been stated in this episode, when you fail, your motives are questioned. When you succeed, your motives are questioned less. Uh, at least if it's some altruistic or or seen as a good thing. Um, and unfortunately, lose there and failed pretty hard um he and his society failed badly now whether that was his fault other people's fault a combination of everyone's fault really hard to say because we just don't have that much information about everybody maybe if he had given them another year society would have stayed together enough for them to come up with a better plan maybe if he had gone ahead and had the tamerlins help it would have stopped the taint from happening Maybe if they had gone with the express intent of going ahead and just sealing the boar from the beginning, things would have been different. It's so hard to say because we don't have the benefit of what could have happened. We only have what did happen. Um, So I, I will admit, I have definitely always read uh, Lou's Theron as fairly arrogant. And I think that Andrew has given me a lot to think about, which is, nice I like when my co-hosts give me things to think about that I didn't do myself uh so thanks for that Andrew um and you know I hope that I have done that and can do that for other people at some point um and that's the reason that we do this show so my final thoughts are we're gonna keep doing this show because it's both fun for us and also eye-opening for at the very least me um, and I think also Andrew and Josh, and I hope all of you and, uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you and Josh both made, uh, points that, that I really like, and it's the, how you're viewed when you fail versus how you're viewed when you succeed. Um, I have been on this hill for years. I will continue to die on this hill, hill for years that. Lou staring gets an unfair share of condemnation uh, for the failure and the Tamerlane gets an unfair share of we'll we'll let it pass. Um, Because there, there comes a point uh, for me where do I believe that they both thought they were doing the right and responsible thing? Absolutely. I given the style of society and the roles they played. Absolutely. I think they both thought they were doing the right thing. The problem comes in where and again the central theme uh, or the, the, one of the biggest central themes of the entire books is cooperation and collaboration and that's the cardinal sin of the second age we split and I'm going to go do this I'm going to go do that and nobody throws them in a closet, locks the door and makes them figure out a fucking solution for it <laughs> And it could have been honestly just as simple as, hey, the Choden and call are almost done because we know they're finished before the breaking. They have to be because nobody knows how to make that shit anymore. Um, you know, let's hold off on the counterstroke for, you know, X amount of time until it's done and then we can do this, whatever. But then again, also that not happening is also saving, whatever. They could have made a a bunch of different agreements. Like you said, they could have gone in with the intent to just patch over the board to lessen his influence, whatever. Yep. Um, But because he failed, lose Theron is, he gets the brunt of the criticism because he's the one that went out and did something and one of the byproducts was something bad happening in return. Correct. That did snowball into a really bad (laughs) fucking election. Um, and the really bad fucky wucky is hundred percent his fault like if you're going to go into battle at least have a way to protect yourself and your troops um so there's that protect yourself at all times follow my instructions at all times now on a good clean fight touch gloves if you want yeah um where the fuck was i going with that i had a follow-on point i don't know sorry oh dude you're fine now i am tired (laughs) Case <laughs> anybody thinks I've been like real snippy and snappy, I am fucking tired. All right. I am being that. rode like a penny hooker and put away wet and broken Whoa. at work. It's it's fucking busy. That sucks. Um sorry, dude. Yeah. Well, we might have a new person coming in, so at least we won't go down any numbers. But we also aren't going up any because we got another guy leaving sure. next week. Ugh, um nicks. but anyway, yeah, I, I I do love how we got into this discussion about like about the second age kind of uh, mm-hmm. coming from this. Do people even know the Dark One really exists or not? Um, and it's not really something I, I'm i sure I've thought about, it, but not really like this. Um, and looking at the timelines, like, I, I really do believe, and there's probably another moment where this happens in, like, the fifth or sixth age or something again, where there's a relatively narrow span of time in the scope of the overall amount of time. Anybody really knows that the dark one exists, much less a, a larger swath of people. Um, but in the end, knowing that something exists and believing something exists generally have almost identical effects, depending obviously on the amount of people that believe that it really does exist or just believe that it could exist. Sure. You know, there are still discussions about you know how you could fall off the edge of the earth because the earth is flat because people believe the earth is flat which live your best life believe what you want to believe i don't really care because it doesn't affect me. um more often do than you, not yep. do you
1: um but yeah uh, I'm,
0: I'm rambling at this point so yeah. oh you're at least saying yeah. good things in your rambling <laughs> yes i do that sometimes sometimes but yeah, um, I think that might be a, a good a good idea for us to do as an episode um, and actually dedicate an episode to really analyzing how uh, Para and in its and its era was was lost as as well as we can. Because I think we yeah. might get more clues throughout the rest of the books than we realize either either we get sure. more clues than we realize or we have less clues and i think more things are clues than they <laughs> actually are um but it can be a fun episode to talk about uh I especially agree. if our fact checker my hill uh, winds up being here so he can tell uh me or us or whoever how wrong us. we are or are not so um no I, I i liked it um this is a really fun episode yes we will continue to do this stuff we enjoy it we love talking about this kind of stuff um and it just gets even more uh, interesting when we do, especially when we have like a significant disagreement in how things went. Like we That's generally true. disagree on little points here and there relatively. Oh, frequently, sure. But when we have like an entire detraction from trains of thought um, is surprisingly rare, I think. Yes, that is true. Um, but yeah. one of the things that I will definitely say, and one of the things that I very much appreciate about both of the two of you and sort of this, this show in general, is the fact that other than seemingly sort of minor details, more often than not, by a very wide margin, um, our disagreements actually do come from different takes, and different opinions, and different reads of the story, rather than Oh, this person is actually just wrong on their, their facts there. This person is just wrong on, on the, the pieces of information that they got, which I think is, is lovely. I know that we make the, the joke all the time of, you know, we're supposed to agree all the time. It is a funny joke, partially because we've all heard podcasts that do that and not trying to call anybody out specifically but they're not that interesting to listen to and also we're If you talking on no the show and you hear an echo maybe take a break and think about it a little bit right just yeah um or find better to- not better but find more interesting topics that actually get more play on your platform whatever either way um just do something different Right, And we've also gotten reviews that have said that, which, again, I absolutely concur to a certain degree that there are episodes where we have agreed with each other, where we all are of the same opinion, because it is possible for three human beings to be on the same page about certain things. Why? That being said, it's not that likely, and there are so many more episodes where we bring more to each other's attention at the very least by just stating a different opinion rather than necessarily going ahead and like harping on it or doing anything like that, uh, which I think is great. I think it's great. And I really hope that you guys do as well, which is nice transition into thank you very, very much for being here, everybody. We super appreciate all of the listeners who go ahead and and actually listen through episodes and whether you appreciate it or you you think it was dumb or whatever you you were here you were here for this you were part of this especially our patreons who actually like join us live and sort of make comments as we're making comments you guys are A very strong piece of these episodes and we appreciate the shit out of it if you're not a part of our patreon we still very very much appreciate you uh we just don't get to hear from you live which is totally fine um but thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for all of the support that you guys have shown because we we could technically do this without you but it would be a lot less meaningful. It would be a lot less important and it would be a lot less fun uh, without you guys here. And that cannot be overstated. So thank you for being here and we will uh, continue to be here as long as we see a need for it. And so far, it seems like there is a desire for it. So we'll, we'll be here every week. Uh, Definitely hope to hear from you guys again next week, whether you're a Patreon or not. and uh josh had to jet so you'll you'll probably see him leave the video uh, as well as you probably saw him leave our discord if you're listening live uh but i'm sure that he sends his love and his thanks uh from the tzora van mihail. uh i have been your Amen kit Ka- almond jesus old time there am can yeah that am can mihail dude almond can <laughs> I'm allergic to those. Oh please god. don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate torture. Oh god. And I've been your bajan Mahal Andrew. Awesome. And again Daniel has the fancy goodbye words. Thank you very much. And again right. I thank you seriously guys. I know that we say it a lot but it's it's very very true. I have a lovely rest of your evening we hope that you're having a wonderful morning and in case we don't see you again good afternoon
1: good evening Always good to show
0: trouble just fitting in in the tower